0: welcome to get big out loud radio where we explore living the complex funny and beautiful ride of life with me carrie Knutsen, and dr pat on transformationtalkradio.com are your thoughts keeping you small are you ready to get big i will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now.
1: Welcome, welcome. It's so great to have you tune us in for this amazing episode with my friend and colleague joining me here today, Carrie Knutson. One of the things that I love about this is I love about the topics that Carrie picks, but what I like even more about this is the way she goes at it and talks about them this particular topic today i'm going to say it it's called getting and giving and people see them as two things but i want to tell you what the universe sees the universe sees these as two peas in a pod and one without the other is almost incomplete from an energetic loop and we're going to talk about that today what it is what it isn't um Almost everything you read about prosperity, whether it's Catherine Ponder or you go way back, it doesn't matter. The art of getting usually is talked about after the art of giving. But today, Carrie's going to talk to us about what this means. What do these two interactions energies mean? Are you aware of them? Do you even know that they're going on or do you know what happens in the exchange when you do one without the other? And I said that, absolutely correct. Even those of you that give, 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 if you are not familiar or comfortable with getting, 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 hello, there's a message in that. Carrie,
0: great today. Great topic. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Thanks for setting us up so well. I've been thinking about so much about the get, give paradigm lately and just how much Interconnectedness is going on in the world, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I feel like bringing some consciousness to the idea of the interplay we all have with each other, how we serve and are served by each other in ways in ways small and large. That when we think about, especially what you said, like you really can't have one without the other, and that when we when we start thinking about how we play a role in that and our part, it It can be really powerful. So that's why I wanted to bring it up today. Yeah,
1: I mean, let's talk about it on any given day, right? On any given day, there are a number of transactions that happen. Uh, Look, in the academic world, there's something called exchange theory. Do you believe people actually study that, like research that for like Mm -hmm. decades? they really do. But it's a really important thing. This topic for you, um, when you think about it, what is it that comes to the top of your mind that you're observing either is done or isn't done in the world? Well,
0: when you think about this, again, idea of that, you, well, what I want to say is like, let's go back to your idea of going through any given day with someone, right? Like, let's go through any given day with the things we take for granted just to get us out of our house, right? Just to get us where we need to go. Like, it's it's amazing the people that have contributed, seen and unseen. If you thought about, like, the groceries that you bought to have your breakfast, like, not only did you go to the store, but someone delivered all those to the store. Someone kept so many the more produce hats. at a certain temperature, so that, so it would be good by the time you got it, right? Someone bagged them for you. So you bought them home. The whole idea of like just eating breakfast and the food the farmers that produce the food to get it to you and and people that you'll never meet like when i eat raspberries and i'm like who picked these where do they come from they're so delicious to get them into to my house took a lot of people a lot of energy a lot of interconnectedness and we don't usually we just take for granted how we, how many people serve us in our lives. And that's when I think about too, if I, once I eat my breakfast and get out of the house with my kids, dropping them off at the school, imagine all the people that have come together to serve at that school today, from the person doing the crosswalk to the person running the admin meeting to the person making the copies for someone and getting the supplies, the person teaching in the classroom. I won't have any direct contact with those people during the day, but my kids will. And then how my kids come home is directly impacted by how they felt about their, what happened there today. And I just keep thinking the fact that people show up, sure to do their jobs, like we all have jobs that may do that, but it's, it's the fact that we are in service in the work that we do, no matter what I feel like, if we think if it's an esteemed job or not, we all are in service. And when you start again to get conscious of, to just go through your daily life, how many things had to happen to get you what you needed. Like even I had to take my cat to the vet and I thought of all the people, the x-ray technician, the person doing the billing, the assistant that came out and talked to me, the doctor that said, go fill this at the pharmacy, the pharmacist, the the medicines that were there. And I just like, holy cow, we are all serving each other. And and I feel that like that's important to think not just as a mental exercise, like mental gymnastics, but to become conscious of the ways that we are inter- connected in a society that many times feels separate and stratified and disconnected. Yeah.
1: I want to bring something up that I always have mixed emotions on, but I absolutely need to bring it up. Uh, We are now more interconnected and exchanging than ever in history. And thank you for internet. Uh, Al Gore uh, created that. So he said once upon a time, and, uh, and then digital and social media. But our digital blueprint has enabled us now to be in more exchanges than we ever imagined. Mm-hmm. I mean, my generation had a sense of it, but certainly not. And all the generations after it, um, including generation Z's, Zers, and every generation has a different view of it. However, It's not even an option today not to exchange. We live in a world that's driven by digital exchange.
0: And well, when you think about the digital exchange and you think about that's a lot around information too, like, and sometimes I feel like we're getting connected because we have just so much information, but when you take it a step deeper, like, what do you do with that information? How do you connect with people? Do you really know them just because you're on their feed? Right? Like, so you have to think about the information we have that is we're, we're bombarded with so much information that I think that sometimes it's hard to discern what's real and what's not, what's what what kind of um information we're getting. So we have to be really discerning. But I do think what's happening too with the digital age is that we're all being more vulnerable. Like people, like I'm even surprised how much people will follow me and be like, oh I've seen you been doing a lot of gigs now. People I don't know without me like, oh I see you did or somebody was um saying like, oh, I didn't know you had kids until I saw the post I call it travel team when I travel with my kids. And um now, some random person who doesn't know my family knows I have kids, right? Because I put that out there and I keep thinking of the information that we share with people, we it's it's we are being, I don't know if it's vulnerable or if it's just more open about you know who we are and what we do and having access to that as part of the information exchange. So everything in the world is teeming towards connection. Then why do we feel some of us more isolated or more alone or like our contributions aren't valued or we don't have something to give. That's the juxtaposition. That's why I wanted to bring it up too, because in a world that's teeming with connection, why do some of us feel isolated? Why do some people feel lonely? Why do some people feel less than or just a? Yeah. So what you're bringing up, I love that you're
1: bringing this up. You see in the digital world, the part of the equation that many people don't think about is one of your areas of expertise, emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. We don't bring it up. Okay, I am guilty of this. My team will tell you when I'm in a hurry, I am banging out a Skype message, right? Because I'm in between one, a client over here on one ear telling me da-da-da-da-da and trying to get it fixed, right? Right. And so when you're in the middle of that, you don't slow down to say, dear Emily, do you think no? We're like, hey, please make sure a TTR is working. <laughs> Something, right? <laughs> right. But yet I have a level of awareness that I know better. My concern is we're rooming a level, a, a level of communication where We have people that don't know better. They don't know to stop and say, dear Emily, dear Sierra, or hi Sierra, hi Emily, right? Mm -hmm. You know, blah, 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 like that. We don't do that. And so what happens when we don't do that though, Carrie?
0: Let's go back to your question. Yeah, well, you're talking about, right, the niceties and the kindnesses and the humanizing of people. And that part is so vital. And that's why when we recognize I think in your, in your situation, you're talking about, like, sometimes you do just have to be like, I need this done. And, and you, and you just have to be direct. But if you're, if you're that way in your whole life, without some of the niceties of the recognition of, hi, I see you, that you're a person, thank you for your service, right? Whatever you're doing for me, but like that, I see you as more than a function, right? More than what your function is. And so that with emotional intelligence comes up a lot of, is like, a lot of times is how are we self-aware about how we're interacting with others? And that's why I brought this this topic up too, is because I feel like we take for granted and we other people in a way that we lose their humanness. We don't recognize the mailman is a person doing a job. He's a person doing a job, right? And so when my mail gets delivered, it's actually been sorted by somebody else, loaded in a truck by someone else. And then he the last guy. And Bill, you think, do I, do we know our mailman's name? Do we know anything about them? And the, the craziest thing is when I stayed home when my kids were little, I did get to know the mailman. Yes. Because I was home. Right. So we'd like wait for Dan every day. When's Dan coming by? And then we'd share like a simple nicety. Like, how are you doing today? Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Or when we're getting out of the car, we're like, Hey, you no know, need to take it up the steps. We got it. Um, hope you stay cool today or be sure to button up or just something to connect it to a human being is doing the job. And that small connection, knowing his name, sharing a few little clips or whatever, he's like, oh, the baby's really growing or whatever. He said, I got upset when he, um, uh, I thought he was off the route for a while because that new guy was coming. And I was like, where's Dan? <laughs> he's like, he went on vacation. He'll be back. Right.
1: Exactly. It's like the new person is like, Okay, Dan's not even gone and they don't like me. Right. Uh, but but it's part of what you're saying is, and let's just talk about this for a minute because we are talking about giving and getting. That is the topic for today. And I want to say that this is a reoccurring theme in almost every part of uh, psychology, but every part of also research. We don't call it giving and getting. Uh, academic schools have a lot of names for it. I mentioned... Uh, exchange theory. However, for 10 years, I studied psychological contracts and they are at the top of the psychology, what do you want to call it? Food chain Mm -hmm. for describing promises and obligations between two people and, and expectations. And it's interesting because your reaction is, where's Dan, where, where, where is he? Right? Like, like what happened to him? Because you have an expectation, you have a concern, but in every day of our lives, we have to become more conscious about the reality of how we enter the energy zone of giving and getting. It is an energy zone. Psychological contracts are very easy, big, fancy word. I'm saying what they are promises, right? talk about the everyday reality and
0: what we need to
1: know to get better at this
0: well that's why thinking about it is the first step in raising your consciousness like thinking about the people who you interact with every day directly and indirectly and doing a simple exercise to not only i think bring consciousness but potentially empathy and humanness, humanizing them humanness i guess what i'm trying to say to different situations so that like next time you're upset about the truck driver, right? The, oh, the trucks are all on the road and they're backing everything up. You think, well, maybe that truck is delivering something to a store. Well, I might purchase it or someone else might. or someone's It's providing needed things to somebody somewhere, right? So you have some empathy for that. Or you think um, next time your order doesn't come out quite right in the kitchen the, from a restaurant. And you think, you know, a person did this, not a robot. So they might've made a mistake, right? Or they made it, or I even think about too, I never meet the chef's at places where we eat, they don't come out and be like, how do you like it? We always tell the waitress to tell the chef, like, this was so amazing, right? And so making conscious connections between what you are getting in your day-to-day life and who is giving it to you is a first real step to thinking about not only other people serving you, but then having empathy for the humanness of it all for, cause 99 times it will go right. And then the one time it goes wrong, we get all crazy about it. And we instead of thinking about like, you know, most of the time things go pretty well. Like I think this every time I go to an airport, I literally between the time I booked the ticket and got on a plane and get my luggage, how many people have helped make my flight happen? Pretty much on time. Pretty much like I'm just astounded by it. And it it makes you feel more gratitude for the world and less judgment. And then once you start doing that, the other part is then how am I contributing to this? And why is it important for me to show up with consciousness about how I'm giving? Because no matter what your job title is, and no matter what you do, you are still part of the human cycle of giving and getting. So is it the smile you give to someone on the street? Is it the door you hold open for someone? Is it the way you manage a problem at work and, and help someone feel respected if it was difficult? Is it the time you took to talk to someone? Is it the pride you took in the project proposal that you did? Is it the way you went out of your way to create something new or interesting or beautiful? Like whether is it is if you painted a picture or made dinner, or interacted with a person, what was it that you contributed, and what did you give? And so I feel like as you bring consciousness to your interactions, and and you not only to what you're getting first, and be like, whoa, there's a lot of people helping me get through my life. Then also, how am I helping others? And that's a great way to feel about I'm part of this too. Like I have something to offer, regardless of my J O B job. It's more about how you show up in the world. Oh, Dr. Hattie, you're on mute. I'm just on mute because I, I got
1: everybody's blowing leaves here because what time of the year is this? <laughs> um, but again, you know, this is another thing. I'm really more aware. You and I are having an exchange. So I mute myself. Why? Because I'm aware enough to know that I've got a very efficient person out here that's doing a really great job because where, where I am in New Jersey, unlike where I live, a lot of the trees here have leaves that fall. But you see, there would have been times in my life where I wouldn't have been that aware. And I wouldn't have been thinking about the extra sound that may be picked up or not picked up. But see, these are small things we're talking about. Look, service and service industry workers, are on the firing line every day. They really are. Whether it's on a plane, I had such an experience on one of my flights because I've been coming back and forth to New Jersey. And let me just tell you, you tell me where this fits in. Tell me. I flew first class Because my friend tipped me off on how to go online at the last minute and look for first class tickets that cost only a few dollars more than what I pay for the regular. I don't even understand the airline process. But here I am flying and I'm on a plane and the flight attendant that was working the area, I was so struck by who she was and how she handled it. She knew your name. You know, she knew it now. Yes, they're computer, but she knew she knew what you ordered. She knew what you didn't order, you know, very attuned. And I shocked her because in one exchange, I said, oh, by the way, what's your name? And she said, Rebecca. And she looked at me so oddly and she says, you know, no one has ever asked me that. And you, ha- you never have a moment with someone where there's something that happens energetically, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to call me by my first name, I'm not going to call you, hey, like, I'm not going to be like that. But there was something about that, that you could tell hit her heart. See, I think that's what you're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah, for I, me, I'm in the yeah. communications business, and if I don't know your name, that's just weird that I don't ask. <laughs> right now, at ping pong, I got to ask them a fifty hundred times because I can't keep track of everybody. But I did remember Horace's name. <laughs> but I think these are the nuances you're talking about that we can implement in every aspect of our lives.
0: Yes, I'm just, every exactly exchange, right? Beautiful moment that you see. You said, "And what's your name?" Right, and, and first we're noticing noticing how you felt by her calling you by name, noticing how you <sighs> felt about her extra care, right? Noticing you being seen and humanized and not yeah. just A13 over there who wants her ginger ale or whatever, right? <laughs> you you have, you personalize, you humanize that because we're all part of the the human system of getting things done. So when she did that, and then you recognize it. And then you said, what's your name? The reason she probably was so touched is she thinks of herself as being of service in that way. And that's part of what she does is ask names and do that. And she takes pride in that. But how how often does someone turn around and be like, well, what's your name, right? Because it might say, oh, that's stewardess. That's a stewardess. Like we become our job titles many times. Like, so the stewardess, the mailman, the trash collector, the, um, I don't know, the grocery clerk, the doctor, the lawyer, whatever you want to be, the teacher. And and, and you're a person doing a job. You are not your job. But we tend to treat people like their jobs, which is interesting because sometimes that's why people like, when you think about, would you call your doctor, Joe? Hey, Joe. Or do you say, hey, Dr. So-and-so, right? (laughs) Like we have a kind of status in our society about who gets, how we use someone's name or not, or if we use their credentialing when we talk to them. We sometimes, I think specifically with that, we do that, we, we have a hierarchy, but that's still a person doing a job. They are not their job, but we kind of, we other each other in society. And, and so if I'm, let's say, I don't know, if I'm at a party and I meet somebody and I'm a therapist and they're uh, an engineer, I might be like, whoa, we got nothing here. <laughs> I got nothing with science, I got nothing, I know space, people putting satellites, up. But like, if I had to think about your job, we might have nothing in common, right? But if I thought of you as a person, we might have endless things in common. But you know what we tend to do? Again, this is a way of othering people in our society. The first thing we say is, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Oh, I know. Do? Instead of, and this is an interesting thing in the deaf community, so I'm part of the deaf community, You never ask that in the deaf community, but you ask, where are you from? And the reason you say, what's your name? Where are you from? In the deaf world, everyone's looking for connection. How do I know you? How do I know who lived where you lived? Did you go to this school or that school? The first thing is about connection rather than separation. And the way we do it in the hearing world is more about separation than connection. So you have to overcome the natural inclination to be satisfied like are you are you the stewardess and i'm the passenger or they're whatever and you, you have to be like and what's your name again humanizing right even a smile or saying thanks for the great service today or like i appreciate everything you did or i'm thinking about i had an interaction at the fedex store with this woman who was so lovely she was like hey when you send your stuff in i don't know if you know this but i'm fixing it for you because you're checking off the wrong size box right right whatever and i oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I said, and what's your name? She's like, why does that matter? I'm like, well, because I want to say thank you, Amy, <laughs> or whatever your name is. Like, thank you for taking care of me. And I love feeling so, I can't believe the interaction at FedEx with this woman named Amy made my whole day. I was like, someone made it right for me. So when I go to my presentations, you know who has the best handout ever? Me. <laughs> and you know who helped make it? Amy. <laughs> And you know who helped produce it? Linda, who like made it all beautiful, like, and all the things that went there. But I just thought about that interaction when she said, "Why does it matter?" I was like, "Well, I'd like to say thank you to you, like, thanks, Amy, right?" And so it's the small, yeah, things like this, like my FedEx experience, humanizing people and recognizing we are not our jobs; we are people doing jobs, yeah. and yeah. instead of finding ways to to disconnect, humanizing and and naming things all our ways of, connect, well, how can I connect with you? That's yeah. the goal. All
1: right. When we come back, we're going to talk about, we're going to give you some examples. And uh, Carrie and I know enough about each other to know that if I come up with a pop culture horror movie reference, I know not to say, what do you think of that? We know we've been doing this long enough, but yet I know that about her. And as many times as I do it. It's wonderful to see how she recognizes that and just plays along. Uh, But we're not going to do that when we come back. We've got some real examples of when I get and when I give. And the reason we want to do this with you all today is as Carrie Carrie walks us through these examples, and we got a lot to share with you. I wonder if you have any, 1-800-930-2819, because there are things that you learn to do that maybe you've forgotten. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't remember to say to my best friend who I'm here with, I love you. And the reason that that's important to me is because I was reminded of how precious she is to me because I almost lost her. You don't want to go through life on the edge of losing someone or losing an appreciation of someone without learning how to express yourself Carrie, what's the best way for people to find out more about you before we go to break and tell us what you're up to.
0: Sure. You can find me at knutsonspeaks.com. It's K-N-U-T-S-O-N speaks.com. I'm up to so many things. All good things. I'm getting my website redone. Um, I'm offering more coaching classes. I've got a course that's in the works that I'm excited. And um, I started doing a class on train the trainer to help people who want to be have their own curriculum. They want to be better speakers. So I'm offering some new things and um, it's just an exciting time. And as well as all my coaching work with small groups and individuals. So if you want to reach out to me, I'm at KnutsonSpeaks.com.
1: Uh, let's take a short break everybody when we come back think about the ways you're given think about the ways you're getting and we're going to talk stories stay tuned we'll be right back
2: life engineering processes that combine science wisdom and spirituality to create a life of alignment on transformation talkradio.com. Join host Gabriela Embon and Dr. Pat every first and third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific for Wisdom Nuggets, step-by-step guidance to uncover the processes that help create the perfect synergy between your mind, body, and spirit to realize your true potential. Get ready for some magic wisdom on how to create a life of no regrets. Visit coachingacademy.net. Are you feeling pulled between the world of personal opportunity and your role as a caretaker? Who do you choose, you or everyone else? Well, you can have both. I'm Dr. Diane Garrison. My signature system, Find Your Fabulous, is a four-month program which guides you to rediscover your passion and purpose. For more information or to book a free exploration call, visit fullpowerwomen.com. Tune into the Dr. Diane show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8am Pacific, 11am Eastern on transformationtalkradio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com.
0: Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com.
2: The Relevance of Now podcast has been created to assist you in remembering, embracing, embodying and enjoying your true self, your essence and your true power that is constantly expanding and unfolding. Within the relevance of now, you are stepping out of the requirements to be other than who you are as you remember and experience the uniquely beautiful facet of creator that you are. For more information, visit williamlinville.com. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Carrie Knutson, Get Big Out Loud. We're talking about giving and getting. You know, giving, getting, giving, receiving. I like getting. I like the giving and getting. I like that. I like that energy because that's the way we subconsciously think about it. Before we get rolling here, because I know we've got a bunch of examples we want to go over. Um, Again, give out your website. How do people work with you? Not only do you coach people one-on-one, but you also coach them to speak. You know, there are things that you do that folks here may not know anything about.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I... I do a lot of things. Well, first I started out just to take psychology off the couch and bring it to people as a speaker. And then from there, evolved in my topics grew from emotional intelligence, like conflict resolution, leadership, customer service, change management. So the, the topics just grew from there. And then people would say, well, can you help me individually? And so I started my coaching practice. And then people would say, can you help me be a better speaker? And after giving hundreds of presentations a year, I'll give her between like 90 and 110 presentations in a year, virtual and in person. So I know a few things now that I haven't. And so then I started I started wanting to help people like, hey, don't make the same as excited or here's some tips or tools or, or ideas. And a lot of people just need to help with confidence and, and understanding how their minds work. So this all kind of tied in together, really beautiful to the kinds of work I do, coaching people to help them be better public speakers, have more confidence. And also public speaking doesn't mean you're going to go give a keynote somewhere, it might mean you want to run a more effective meeting with your team. It might mean you want to show up with more confidence when you have to give your annual budget report. It doesn't have to be like you're giving a keynote of your life. So that's how my business has expanded over the years.
1: Well, and part of this too, is what we're talking about today is something that is really, it's more, it's a bit more than chit chat for you and me. I mean, I know for me, it's been extremely important to understand the dynamic of giving and getting extremely important. And, you know, I say that because why has it become important to me? Because I understand the inequity sometimes of it because a lot of my life was about that. So of course I would study broken promises, psychological contracts for 10 years, research them, report on them. I was fascinated by it, but I was even more fascinated by the anecdotal, da- the, the anecdotal day, data, 1200 pages of interview notes from people who talked about the, uh, the, the exchange when it's positive and the exchange when it's not, you know, when it's not equitable, right? And that's part of what we're talking about today, but we don't ever frame a reference. So it's important if you could just walk us through some examples.
0: Sure. Well, I have some here my trusty phone that I <laughs> like, I everything so like in and, and I, I'm going to give some shorter examples and some longer ones all right I want to give some like things that we think about but then I want to tell you some some ways I thought about it in my own life so any kind of, anytime you take a class and you're learning from somebody the get give is like that knowledge right like I want the knowledge and then the give on your part is, can I be an attentive student? Can I take this information? Can I ask good questions? Like part of it is thinking about that exchange of when someone's giving you information and you're getting it, how do you show up to receive that? So anytime you're taking a kind of, any kind of class from someone, any sort of learning is going on, informal or formal, that is a really cool give get moment when you think about, it takes a student and a teacher, right? To make things happen. And part of the gratification process is being open to the give get. And I, as adults, I tend to see adults that don't want to try new things because they're not going to be perfect at it. They don't know how it's all going to work out. Um, They're not used to being new at something. So that if you do take a class as an adult, I always cheer people on because I'm like, way to go to be curious about yourself and, and look, and also be willing to be taught, be willing to be taught by someone. And this is, this is, you can say this is a ridiculous example. And some people have no problem with this, but like, I, when I see a blank canvas, I have like a mini panic attack because I, I, I don't know what to put on the canvas. I think I'm not a painter. I can't do it. I'm not good. And I have all these thoughts about no one shamed me, but I've just never been an artist person. I've never been like, I'm going to get my paints out. I'm more like, what do you do with that brush? And why is that paint thicker? And like, I just, (laughs) it's not a natural medium for me to feel about creativity. But one of my friends was like, let's go to a paint and sip class and paint this, uh, paint a picture. She wouldn't do it for her birthday. And so I said, okay. And I thought about my experience of just being a little bit open-minded to be taught. And the give of that session was someone who said, make a tree like this. Let me show you how to brushstroke it. Blend colors like this. I'll teach you. And then the, the give was like, I'm open. I'm open to experiencing this. And I created a picture that I would never have created on my own had it not been for the teacher. And they were just, were they doing their job? Yes, but it was how they were doing their job, right? It's all of us have jobs, but it's almost how we do it. The passion we have, the interest or the dedication. She's like, everyone in here will have a picture that they love by the end of the night. You're not leaving until you feel good about it, right? And I just thought that whole experience Of allowing myself, especially because I'm usually in the position of teaching or presenting, to be fully engaged in being a student and have someone else help me. And again, that's part of the interconnected, right? Can your skills help me? Can I be open? Can I then appreciate what you have, even if I don't have it, instead of being what a lot of us do is jealous or you know, we compare ourselves or we get into that. So it isn't really a neutral give, get, then it's a jealous give, get, or it's a comparison one. And that's
1: a conditional. It's a conditional, right? Uh, Carrie, uh, I'm going to talk to you on the show if you talk to me, but if you don't talk to me on the show, I'm not going to, I mean, right. I mean, that's, that's a silly example, but we have this, um, we go on this in our minds. You see, we have it played out in our minds. That if Mary doesn't dot, 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 I'm not going to dot, 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 right?
0: Right. That's an energy. Transactional or conditional is exactly what you're talking about. And that energy in the give, get that kills the get, give energy. That kills the consciousness. That kills the joy. And it doesn't leave you open to the reciprocation. It's like, I feel like it's a cycle. The get, give cycle. Once you get into it and anything like that blocks it, stops it so it's it's important to think about that because that does creep in right Cre- creeps in and even here's a simple example I was giving a speech at an event and the speakers were lined up in the back and we had all heard each other and when I when I left this woman said to me instead of saying congratulations that was great she goes well how am I supposed to follow that <laughs> And I was just giving my, one of the things I say is just do you. Like I talk about this idea of like, you, you don't have anything better than who you are in this moment. So show up with whatever confidence you have in that moment. And I just said, I just talked about just do you. I just, J D Y and And I thought she took that whole moment that could have been beautiful, right? When you can appreciate someone or, or acknowledge someone. And she made it about herself and her fear and then I started to feel like I have to take care of her, hoping that. Oh my god! Should yeah. I diminish my light so yours will shine? And again, that kills the get give. It could it could have been a real cool moment, but it killed it. It was like, no, nope, that moment's over. And that kind of well, how am I supposed to follow that? That that jealousy that popped up, or that sarcasm, even, or like, don't get too big because then the rest of us will have to do something. That's well not what we're talking about here in the get give cycle. We're, yeah. we're talking about something totally different that allows. Okay,
1: so. Our next show is going to be on sarcasm. We have to do a whole show on it because uh, I'll tell you sarcasm, right? It's one of those things that is so accepted, generally accepted in society. I mean, look at comedians, right? It is so accepted in society that we don't even understand. It is an exchange in the giving and getting that appears not to be hurtful, but it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, right?
0: definitely. And that's why we have to pay attention as we start to see the get, give cycle in action. Notice when it gets derailed. Notice when it's not with a true heart that you say congratulations to someone or that like, I'm really happy for you. And this is a, our human response. We get jealous. We compare. It's our human nature. Part of rising above it is using our conscious mind to like, There's enough for all of us. And wherever I am and in the process is where I am. And I'm glad for you. Right? Or I appreciate what well, good but if I had gone to that art class and be like, I'll never be an artist, but you are, so no one should be if I get like that would have been ridiculous, right? But sometimes we do that in life, especially if we want something that someone else has, instead of being happy for them or hopeful, or like I'm on my journey too. Like that's that's the part of consciousness that will help us when those thoughts pop up, which they will. Yeah. Oh, I see you. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to derail this. And and this is part of abundance acceptance generosity that kind of road we're trying to take over here that sometimes we take a hard left turn into jealousy comparison overwhelm not enoughness i'm broken i don't have anything to offer like that to me is a hard left we don't want to go there in sports
1: you know when i i coached women in sports i've coached uh, people in ping pong table tennis you know i've coached people one of the things i learned from my coach and he would say this in a, uh, uh, he was from Ghana in Africa and he he had a beautiful accent and he would say things, observe, don't compare. And Mm -hmm. I, because he knew me, he knew that the way I was gonna learn was to observe. He he observed, he was a master. He believed in vicarious learning. He said, I could tell you five different ways to do this, but watch me, you know, watch my hand, watch this, right? Mm -hmm. But we live in a world that is so highly competitive I mean, hollow shows where you have to keep up with the family because what they do is what we should do. And we're in this world where we have almost we're almost forgotten the lost art of observation. Einstein was brilliant at it. Now, what did he mean when he said, observe, don't compare? He's not saying don't compare your playing style. Don't compare yourself with another person and implement a judgment mm-hmm. and so what you're talking about is when we take giving and getting to a place where fear and doubt anxiety can seep in and cloud our judgment of observation there's nothing more cloudy than comparison and jealousy
0: hmm Totally that that clouds it. And also I want to add to that like entitlement. Thinking oh. it has to be a certain way. And then being upset all the time if it's not. Like I had an experience recently about something that I thought, you've another thing that crushes that cycle. Someone we were at a bed and breakfast for our anniversary. My husband and I were, and we were telling the innkeepers, we were saying, thank you so much for this beautiful spot and the wonderful food and time away and how it's kept is so nice. And this woman started getting weeping she goes thanks for saying that i'm like well that's are you okay and she said well someone just complained that the barb soap you know wasn't located next to the tub or whatever and she goes it was the stupidest thing but it really hurt me like we do so much and then they pick the one thing or you know like to to, to pick on some and then to like make a complaint about it. and i thought that's real entitlement there too to feel like i'm going to use my power of someone who's generously trying to give we're all trying to do the best we can most of the time really so like if you think about it, it has to be perfect or it's nothing or if it's not good i don't have the bandwidth to like manage it and i'm going to complain about it and make your day worse in the way that i'm doing it he still could have complained about the soap but not made it personal yeah he could not made her feel bad and that's again our consciousness coming to play how am i interacting with people how am i being thoughtful about my critiques or my criticisms or my feedback how am i not being entitled but how am i not being judgy that's another part of the cycle that we have to be careful about because we are here to serve each other but sometimes the service isn't like what your perception of top notch or even thinking this is again about the mail but for one one of the days our mail came really late like at nine and we had a neighbor that was texted us all and be like, we're going to call and complain about the thing. And I was like, don't you think that he probably like had a rough day or like something happened on the route or like, is could you wait a few more hours for your mail? Like, did you have to make it a thing? And I just thought like, why do we do that? Instead of being, I hope he's okay. And oh my gosh, you, you stay late to deliver the mail at nine instead of waiting till tomorrow because that's how dedicated you're at. So like, it's how you choose to see that complain about it or acknowledge what might not be going right and like figure out a way to move past it. Like, what are you going to do? Cause you have a choice. And that's again, the get, give cycle when it's going well, it goes well but there's a bunch of things that can derail it pretty easily.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to ask you this one thing. I know this was on the radar for you to talk about today but I, I think it's important to bring it back to this. It's seeing the interconnections in life as I think how you stated it seeing the interconnections of life and experience our part in it. That is such a beautiful, that has got to be a Carrie Knudsen quote that you pull out, right? That is a beautiful quote, seeing the interconnectedness of life and experience our part in it. That is, Don Miguel wrote an entire book on that called The Four Agreements. Uh, And by the way, those four agreements, uh, one of the best books I think ever written, and one of the hardest things to ever do, Don Miguel. (laughs) Thank you, Don Miguel, for that, right? I mean, you can work on it, but one of them is don't take things personally, right? But he's so right about that. But talk about what this means to see the interconnectedness of life. For me, it was Becca on Alaska Airlines, great flight, great service, a lot of people on a plane and very unexpected for me to get that to, to get on a time that I really needed it.
0: Sure. And you don't know, that's the beautiful thing. And I, I would ask our listeners even to think about when have you experienced the beauty of interconnectedness at so that moment of connection, of humanizing someone past their job title, to how they were serving you or how you were serving them. Like how you think about that. Like my thing was Amy at, at um FedEx. And sometimes it's not even knowing someone's name. Like here's a reverse example. So I was giving a talk yesterday and this woman came up to me and I my talk was on conflict resolution and effective communication. Okay. And at the end of the talk, she comes up to me with tears in her eyes. And she, she said, you have no idea how much I needed that today. And I said, I'm so glad it was, it was helpful to you. She goes, no, it wasn't helpful. It was like affirming. And I'm like, you know, was there a conflict that you're doing? And she goes, no, my son died recently from a drug overdose. And I'm having an internal conflict with like how I'm showing up and how I'm communicating. And some of the things you said today, I couldn't hear in another way and it also made me think i need to go talk to someone about this because if you're yeah. a therapist and i've always not liked therapists but then i don't know why i don't like therapists but if you're <laughs> one if you're one maybe they're okay and i was like my whole function has been achieved today right because one of the reasons i wanted to, to be the therapist who goes and talks to people was to have people get a different view of therapists and and see them as accessible and people you might want to talk to and then the fact that this woman told her big secret sad awful thing in that moment and told me about it she told me, and I thought my purpose of giving the presentation was when I got out of bed, I was like, I'm going to give the best presentation I can. You never know how your words yeah. are going to land. And she said, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. And I just stayed for like five extra minutes and we had this conversation and then we hugged and then I left and I thought that is the most memorable thing I will do today is connecting with this woman on a topic of conflict resolution and communication in a presentation versus the human connection. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. Yeah. and I thought, I'm, I'm living my purpose right now and I'm being of service and I'm so happy to be of service in that way. And, and to have the get give cycle played out like that mm-hmm. is, is a gift. And, and I, that's why I want to encourage people. Don't take it for granted, look for it, cultivate it. Think about it. Think about your role in it. You giving to others and you getting from others and doing it with gratitude, consciousness, love, acceptance, and thinking about humanizing the people doing the jobs. We are not our jobs. We are people doing jobs. And you can keep that in the forefront of any interaction then has an opportunity to be something really, really special
1: you just hit on something. I just, I just got something from what you said. And oh my God, what a blessing it is that you share that story very unexpectedly because Carrie, you, you know, we're in a, in a battle. Uh, myself, Linda have been helping her sister with this ridiculous lawsuit that may happen on this abusive developer that pretty much took her, her home. And there's been this exchange back and forth with attorneys And I didn't understand what was happening underneath it. I mean, even Linda replied to one of the attorneys saying, you know, please don't take this so personally. What are you taking this? And what I realized was happening was even with your attorney team or people you think should not necessarily have the most compassionate and empathetic stance with you. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to put my CPA is great, so he doesn't get put in that category. But even with people that are doing a job, our response to them was just what you said. There was no connectedness. There was no conversation about how difficult this is for Karen, how the decisions are that we're going to fight for her. None of that. That was the missing link, because had that had happened in every email that's came to us, even with the good and the bad news. Mm-hmm. Linda and myself would not be so fast to have a reply email back. You see, these are the things that lead the pathway to peace or lead the pathway to conflict.
0: Yes yes and that's a beautiful way to summarize why we even care about this in the first place are we sowing the seeds of peace or conflict are we humanizing people and making connections or dehumanizing them and making it a transactional relationship about their job are we are we connecting with people and seeing how making inroads to connect or are we othering them and and then and again it's not about everything being perfect and always having it work out but it is that human connection that enables us to solve problems, resolve conflicts, move forward in life, handle situations. And the fact that if it's underlying, if we know we need each other to make things work, we all are in service to each other to make this whole project work, to make this whole society go in this world, that is a profound responsibility and a great generous offer at the same time. It, it's a it's an opportunity and a responsibility.
1: It is. Carrie, thank you so much for today. I want to take a moment. You know, uh, we do these shows because this is not about doing a show or podcast about doing these things. This is about having a conversation so we can all learn we can up level our human side of ourselves Mm -hmm. we can understand the nature of who we are the nature of others i mean get big out loud is about that for you and you don't just do a show like this you take this message out in the world what beautiful stories you shared today i want to take a moment again for you to tell folks how they work with you on the many planes uh (laughs) that you are out there because the risk you took to go all in to your career, your purpose and your passion is exemplary. I mean, it is the thing that most people want to hear more about. Why should I take the leap? And you're a living example of I took the leap and now I am in full service of the people that I connect with. And I wanna thank you for that. And I get the benefit of that as well. Um, Please give people your website and your personal message. What would you like to leave us with today?
0: So if you want to contact me, I'm at KnutsonSpeaks.com. And I like to say, I still answer all my own emails. So if you email me at KnutsonSpeaks at gmail.com, it's really me. Um, And and I love to be in service of the need of the group, not necessarily like, here's the five things I speak on and how I do it. I was like, what do you need? How long a time do you have? What outcome do you want? How can we work together? I love that the world of speaking consulting and training is all about being in service and collaborating with other people. So that's one of the things. And, and I feel like to your point, yesterday's interaction, the talk was the talk, but the interaction with that woman, like was the completion of the give get cycle for me in a way that was so profound and beautiful. And the way that if we, if I wasn't thinking consciously of that, that might've been like, oh, that lady was sad and I made, made her feel better and I hope it's okay. But it felt like I really gave something and then she really gave it back. And like, we, we did this and I thought, that's what I want my purpose to be. And that's why I want to be fully conscious of my involvement in the get give cycle and how I'm contributing or detracting and being aware of it. It doesn't mean you'll do it perfectly all the time. It doesn't, we're not asking for perfection, we're asking for intention, we're asking for effort and we're asking for to go air on the human side, go to the cool towards the human side as a way of thinking about our deep and profound interconnectedness with everyone. And that will probably change. If you did that for just one morning even, you might be like, whoa, it might have a profound impact on how you see the rest of your day.
1: Yes. And I'm very grateful for uh, the amazing service workers out here that are blowing all the leaves. They waited till we were finished. Thank you guys. Uh, Carrie, one more time, give out your website and thank you for a great show.
0: Sure. It's knutsonspeaks.com. K-N-U-T-S-O-N speaks.com. You can find out about me there and you can reach out to me for any questions you might have. And, in and, then just my little closing, I want to say thank you one of the examples I, when I wrote down, like, how does my podcast get produced? I don't know by by how many people touch this podcast so that when I look up on Spotify, Oh, check out Spotify, my pictures up there. It looks good. It has the little blurb. So I just want to say for all the things I don't know behind the scenes at transformation talk radio, I am so grateful to everyone there. Thank you for your service to me and, and to people who get to hear this message because of the work you do in front of the camera and behind in front of the mic and behind.
1: And we had two different producers today. Yay for Emily and Sierra! Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning us in, turning turning us on. We'll see you next time.
0: You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Doctor Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.